Welcome to We Heard About Pluto, a psych rewatch podcast. I am your host, Riggs, along with my additional hosts, George and JP. What is up, fellas? Yo, it's hard raising to see the, the virtual background, but yes, I am indeed raising the roof. Also, maybe raising Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus, maybe. The stego. <laughs> raising the Stego. And, and Riggs, I'm doing well. It's been a while. It's nice to talk to you again. Uh, I hope everything is going well. Uh, it seems like you've got the flooding worked out at your house. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see my background now. I didn't move in. The beach wasn't working out. It wasn't working out. Too much I'm flooding. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, too much flooding. I should have built any kind of structure, I'm realizing now. But I did move into the Matrix, as you can see right now. It's very Great. nice. Looks very nice. Green is a good color on you. <laughs> you got some good neighbors behind you too. It's really <laughs> I do. They they're like, coming over to bring up bring you a casserole. They look Mr. All, Anderson. <laughs> they look the same. <laughs> they all look creepily the same and are always wearing the same suit, which is kind of like not my style, you know, as a fashion <sighs> as the fashionista of the mm-hmm. of the group. It's a little it's a little bit of a whoopsie. Like mm-hmm. they should start coordinating in the morning to make sure they're not gonna wear the same suit to work today. Yeah. They have fun tiny glasses though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Oh, Morpheus basically has like little glasses that you would wear if you were going in a tanning bed in the 1990s. Oh, man, those tiny glasses are so fun. They're so fun. I recently, so I had only ever seen the first Matrix until like three weeks ago. Oh, and wow. The trailer crazy. for the Matrix 4 came out and mm-hmm. I was like, this looks so fucking fun. Yeah. Yeah. It does. And I, I was like, I, I just got to watch all the rest of it. And so. I sat down and I watched The Matrix and then I watched The Matrix Reloaded and then mm. I watched The Matrix Revolution oh, and then I watched The Animatrix. Wow. Okay, the Animatrix came, is dope as shit. A yeah, quadruple I came feature. away. It sure was. I came away really enjoying basically the whole thing. There are some flaws with the revolutions, but ultimately I still had a nice time. Um, it's basically a kaiju movie, which is kind of fun. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, uh, I thought that those movies were uh, very good, especially considering the reputation that they had. From yeah. The haters. The he's, haters did not like the them. Yeah. I, the first one is just like Unimpeachable. To me, a perfect movie. It's right, so yeah. great. But the I other, don't, it's not that they're bad. It's just that I think people had expectations for that, that franchise and what it was going to do. Yeah. I think that The Matrix might genuinely be the most culturally impactful movie of all time. I don't know if you guys remember this too. because those, those two came out reloaded and revolutions the first one came out in like may and then mm-hmm. the second one came out in like december of the same year so they released yeah, them right back to back i think yeah they were, they were filming at the same time right and so i i don't know if that hurt it at all because i think like when those were coming out like people expected bangers like the second one left people hanging like okay building something to a crazy third one yeah and, and it's very different that third one is very, very different. different it's very different which re- upon rewatch they're a lot better i watched them like later like a few years Look, ago and liked them a lot more you can't make a movie with monica bellucci in it wearing <clears throat> wearing 90s leather goth shit and like early 2000s goth mm-hmm. shit at that point yeah that's true that's true but but <laughs> like that's something that like if that's in your movie you automatically are getting at least like 85 out of 100 points like mm-hmm. like guaranteed yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, maybe it helped that I came to it with like 10 years of baggage, more than yeah. that even. Yeah. I, um, Jerry but, Springer uh, wouldn't yeah. know what to do with that. <laughs> the, the, the bar was low for me, and uh, I thought that they were pretty dang spectacular. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna have to do a rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of rewatches, yes. Oh, great. Yes. Let's get to the actual show. <laughs> have you guys been rewatching uh, a little show called Psych? 
Oh, oh yeah, baby. I, I just happened to have rewatched season two, episode nine. Wait, which one was that? It's called 11, 11 minutes in. We finally get to the show. We got to it. <laughs> um, it's called Bounty Hunters with an exclamation point. So they're wow. yelling at you in this title, which is a little off. <laughs> but let's get to the uh, yeah, we'll get to the Reeves cap. As I'm going to start saying now, I think one of you coined that term, which I really love. Um, I'll be honest. That feels like a classic George Portmanteau. It does sound like a George joke. I was going to say Mm -hmm. the same thing. That's perfect. Yes. But again, I'm getting into trouble agreeing with George all the time. It's been documented. It's been documented. All right. So we're in the flashback. Young Sean and Gus are at the police station when they see a bounty hunter played by Kevin Sorbo taking in a perk. I know. Boo hoo hoo. Um, they think he is the coolest. Henry harshes their mellow really quickly. And, you know, cops hate bounty hunters kind of deal. All right. Stop. Yes. First of all, I have two things already to talk about. Oh, um, first of all, we haven't talked about this too much, but I really want to give props to the team for finally settling on a young Sean and being able to actually use him mm-hmm. now that they yep. have a kid. Um, it's so fun when he's dressed up like the bounty hunter in the fantasy in the flashback. Yeah. Like, that's such a great moment. And that only comes from being comfortable with the actor and understanding how to use him and what he's capable of. And I think that this young Sean is great. And I think that this young Sean um, fits in perfectly with what they're doing. And so they're it's really starting to, to rev up a little bit. And I think that this is a great example of that. Well said and well, well deserved by that, that young actor. He's just so good. Yeah, it's nice when they the, the 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 flashbacks are just getting better, and this is a really good one. And when <laughs> just a consistent actor definitely helps, and they're fun. They're good. They're good child actors. I don't know if we ever how how long they're around for. Gus is around for a little bit though. You should offer them some candy and talk about how their <laughs> nanny's not watching them close enough. Yeah, Perfect. we've Perfect seen that idea works so well. <laughs> um, I'd also like to point out that I yes. have never related more to Sean than at the moment that he's eating something blue flavored for ice cream. Because much like Sean, evolution has played a sick prank on me. And I think that blue flavored things are delicious. Yes. Cotton candy, blue raz, blue raz, especially. Huck yeah, blue, dude. Blue glacier, glacier freeze. Yeah. Oh, all the multiple blue Gatorades, and I couldn't tell you what flavor any of them are, but they're, they're all fucking delicious. Yeah. Glacier that- freeze is top, is S tier Gatorade. Yeah, if, if whatever it is is gonna turn my tongue blue, I'm eating that shit. All about and, it. Those uh, blow pops back in the, mm-hmm. with the with the suckers with the gum in the middle. Oh, oh yeah, the, those are so the blue raspberry blue. And there's no such thing as blue raspberries. It's a made up flavor, and it's <laughs> delicious. It's way better <laughs> it's than way a regular raspberry. Way better. And when I saw Sean in this moment with a blue tongue, I said, "That's perfect. That fits <laughs> Sean <laughs> perfectly." And uh, that's the kind of attention to detail that I think makes yes. this show so good. Absolutely. That's a really great point, George. Brought we, it all back together, baby. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Tied a nice bow on it. <laughs> and we move forward to the present day. Lassiter is briefing everyone on Dwayne Tancana, a serial criminal who is now being charged with the murder of Isabella Cole and is on the run. Very serious scene at the police station. Um, Juliet takes the blame for him being on the run. Uh, he slipped through her fingers on the initial arrest. I love um, this is when Lassie is like telling her that she has to stay back. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's this very dramatic moment, it especially is. for this show. 
And I like that the camera operator got a little fancy with it and they did a big dramatic spin around them with a camera, mm-hmm. did a nice 360 on them. And um, I was like, man, they're really, they're like, look, we're doing a big moment. We might as well do something with it. And I, I was very impressed by that. Absolutely. They did a really good job at, job at setting the stage. Like this is like a big deal with the music and yeah, the camera angles. It was well executed. So the the same bounty hunter from the flashback bird is also at the police station looking for Tancana. He was hired by Isabella Cole's husband. Sean and Gus are brought in to psychically assist. They speak with Mr. Cole to see if they can get the bounty. Sean notices he uses the elusive kangaroo paste hair product. They then meet bird and are unpleasantly surprised to realize that he's a real douche in real life. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah. Stole me your heroes. Sean and Gus want no Hercules. Kevin Sorbo. Boo. I mean, we do give up to a lot of the same causes and foundations, but I'll digress. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) JP, we should talk. Time for a new podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Sean and Gus want to help out Juliet and are reviewing evidence of Tancana. They learn he was a family member that own, uh, they learn he has a family member that owns a diner and head there to catch him. Bert, however, is right on their tail and he attempts to take in Tancana, but is taken down in the process. Sean and Gus leave there to discover Tancana is in the blueberry with them. What a twist. Whoa. He tells them he's innocent and all he did was rob the Coles and didn't murder Isabella. He says he had a partner, Gord Del Vecchio, on this Stop. job. Great name. Gord Del Vecchio. Gord. Gord Del Vecchio. <laughs> it's me, Gord Del Vecchio. That's the when when sometimes when you're when you're when you're you're running like a role-playing game and you don't have a character name picked out and, the, mm-hmm. and, and and your players are just decided that they're in love with like the 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 bus boy at the tavern and they're like what's his name and so you have yeah. to roll to randomly generate their name and i mm-hmm. feel like that's that's who this guy is or yeah. del Becchio. yeah, yeah. except instead of a fantasy land full of elves and dwarves it's new york <laughs> <laughs> i'm walking here what hey, am I it's me gord del Becchio. i'm walking here <laughs> Hey, I'm going to Zabaro to get a slice. Gordel authentic New York slice for me, Gordel Becchio. I've also got a New York accent, but I don't want to do it right now. <laughs> One of my favorite things about this podcast, though, is the fact that I am paying closer attention to all these names of these side characters that totally blew past me probably when I first watched it. And they are we talk about them every time. They're bangers. <laughs> they are. They are. They Gord. have a whole list of great names. Yeah. They're just, they've barely scratched the surface. Of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yes. So the aforementioned Gord Del Vecchio was Tancana's partner on this job. Um, and he tries to tell Sean and Gus's story. The police say, don't buy it. But they arrive at the station, but Tancana manages to slip through their fingers yet again and escape, leaving Sean and Gus handcuffed to the blueberry. Sean and Gus then take a boat out to, Del, uh, to check out Del Becchio's hideout, which is a houseboat. Tancana is already there and looking for evidence to clear his name. Sean helps and finds Del Becchio's phone and the necklace Isabella Cole was wearing when she was murdered. He believes Tancana's story now. Wow. Bird arrives at the houseboat with a shotgun. Um, after some exchange of gun, one-sided gunfire, they escape Bird. 
And they are then uh, looking over evidence uh, later on. And Sean figure out, figures out Tankana's hideout, a biker, bar, a biker bar called Bar 13. They um, go- wait, before we go too far, yes. I do want to bring something up uh, with the boat. <laughs> yes. So because Hulu, which is mm-hmm. what I have been watching the show on, or no, Prime. I'm watching it on Prime. Prime. I, was yeah. say, I think it's only on Prime. I've been watching it on Prime. Uh, because Amazon is dickheads and they don't let you take screenshots, um, which I will never understand why they don't want people promoting the shows that they can watch on your on your platform. But that's a whole other conversation. Um, I would swear that they just left in possibly. I genuinely think it might be on purpose. Um, I think that they left in like a full frontal shot of the stunt guys jumping off the houseboat. Really? Yes. <laughs> All right, like it does it that. does that's, not that's look great. like Sean and Gus when they're jumping <laughs> That's really funny. I did I have to I have to go back and watch that. You got the eagle eye with this show. I think you caught the the background actors um overacting once too. Mm-hmm. You got the got that eagle eye. Well, uh, you know, a lifetime of terrible action movies has prepared me. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You have had extensive training. Yeah, um I, yeah, so I, I can't say for sure because I uh couldn't take a screenshot to show it to you guys, um, but I'm pretty sure that it was the stunt guys. Well, that's something for the listeners to look out for if they're listening to Keep this before they watch the episode. Yes. <laughs> yep. Let us know if you see it. Hashtag stunt guy jump instead of Sean and Gus. Perfect. It's that should leave just... you like 10 characters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they are, yes, they're, Sean and Gus are looking over the evidence and they figure out Tankana's hideout. It's a biker bar called Bar 13. They go there and promptly get hazed by the bikers. They would have seen it. Who, who really could have called that? No, you know? no one could have called it. It was a classic biker bar with like just like, you know, a bunch of everyone's clad in leather. You know, yeah, I was kind yeah. of expecting a Pee Wee Herman situation. I was just going to say, <laughs> Sean got up on the bar, he played tequila. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they should have definitely went for that low hanging fruit, <laughs> but they do leave with Tancana to try to prove his innocence. And then they stash him at Henry's house and pretend he is their old camp counselor. Um, Sean and Gus look at Del Becchio's phone to get a cl- uh, and get a clue of a parking I'm garage. Sorry, whose phone? Whose phone? Del Becchio's. <laughs> what did I say? What's, it? What's his name? Sorry, Gord Del Becchio. <laughs> Hey, 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 it's my phone. I'm walking. No, I can't. I'm not <laughs> Come on, you almost did it, Reach. Come on. <laughs> so close. We'll it's get so it, close. folks. We'll, we'll get, get it. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they look at his phone and get a clue of a parking garage. They go to that garage to find Del Becchio dead. Um, Bird arrives shortly after and grabs Tancana. Sean looks over Del Becchio's corpse and smells something familiar. He brings in the super sniffer to make sure. I.e. Gus. Back at the station, they swindle Bird for Tancana, and Sean reveals to everyone who the killer is. Loman Cole, Isabella Cole's husband. What Sean and Gus smelled on on Debecchio's body in the parking garage was the kangaroo paste, the hair product that Sean noticed earlier uh, that Cole used. Now, I looked this up. Did you know it's made out of actual kangaroos? It is, wow. yeah. There was like a Crazy. weird video that showed the making of it, too, which was really I upsetting. I would not advise. If you're about to eat or have children, <laughs> I would not watch that. It's like the first thing that comes up, too. It's you know, it's hard not to watch. <laughs> and it auto plays. I'm like, what is going on here? 
it's in the special features of the psych discs. They really uh, want you to see it. Yeah. Uh, so many Joey's per ounce of paste. It's uh, really upsetting. It's, it's yeah, you oh. don't need that. The, the tin is so small, too. It's excessive. It's an excessive amount of babies. Yeah. Baby kangaroos. babies. Yeah. Apparently, they yield the best paste. I don't know. I learned so much watching <laughs> the video, but like, yeah, it's. I'll, I'll give it to him though. It smells great. <laughs> it's certainly unique. It is. Um, all right. I'm gonna I'm about to complain about something here. Please. Oh no. Is it Kevin Sorbo? Because I agree. It's not. I mean, I could, but it's not specifically about him in this very moment. My complaint is this: I think it is way too soon for them to do the same exact type of slip up with this guy who says, like. There were no cameras in the parking garage. And everyone's like, oh my God, how did you know there were no parking or there were no cameras there? And like for that to be the same exact thing as what happened with the food critic who was like, right. uh, uh, it was that guy. He wasn't there or whatever. They give um, himself away. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Was, this You're is, right. I was like, this is just so like right on the heels of that episode. Yeah. Um, maybe if it had been as actually spaced out as the show was coming out, no, because we actually did wait a week in between. So fuck it. That was just too quick. Um, I did not like the way that they wrapped that up, even though everything else was very good up to that point. I, great point. Great point. Yeah, I'm surprised how often they don't. And just to close it out, um, they do arrest um, Cole because he murdered his wife and then Del Vecchio for witnessing the crime and Santa Barbara is safe for another week. Woo. But yes, I agree with it is like with, it's very just they're using this. It's like copy and paste kind of st- kind of style where it's a different different story but same kind of ending where they give themselves away and that happens so often in this show because it's sean's whole premise is so reliant <laughs> on not having any hard evidence yeah. but like kind of finding it in unconventional ways mm-hmm. and they always get a confession out of the person like <laughs> i would like to see an episode of second that we talked about this before where like <laughs> all these people just walk because there's just no evidence <laughs> <laughs> and they never confess yeah. or do anything so yeah, um, it, it's a little easy. This is a good app, though. I like this one a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a big one. But so, yeah, let's get into it. What did you, uh, do you? All right, I'll go. I'll go. I'll, yeah, I'll just, George, I'll just keep us. going. I'll yeah, just keep, keep going. going. Um, <laughs> speak on that. <laughs> um, I think that this app is a lot of fun. I think that there's a lot of cool stuff in it. I think um, it's very funny. There's a joke in there in particular where... Um, it's like right when they are meeting Bird and they make a joke about him looking exactly the same as he did in the flashback, which I really laughed about because obviously it's the same exact actor. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, all right, great. You get that out of the way. We can all laugh at this joke and move on. I thought that was really well done. Um, I also really liked Juliet in this episode. Um, I think that she, first of all, you know, we talked about the, her feeling punished by Lassiter to to stay behind and then her punishing him right back by being like, well, you have to call Sean. You have to bring in Sean <laughs> on this case. Yeah, um, I thought that was really funny. And then this is something I'm sure we'll want to discuss. This is also kind of the real start of the Juliet and Sean romance. Mm-hmm. That is the hot close, in fact, where yeah. it's like very. Um, flirty very flirty sean is at the police station late with juliet and the vest worked the vest did work clearly they exchanged some words some and then some really close face talking Mm -hmm. and then but it doesn't end with a kiss 
It's kind of like well, you know, teasing everybody, you know. When he of, when he purses his lips to say, hmm, mm-hmm. there's like a little little connection. Yeah. yeah. It was very cute. So, I uh, look, I'm gonna very I'm gonna be will the, they won't they? I'm gonna be the asshole here. It made me very uncomfortable. I didn't like it. Wow. I it was it was such it was such he got way too much up in her space. And I I wanted it to be cute and I didn't find it cute. I found it to be like, ooh, ooh, dude. Mm. Like you're at her work. I mean, <laughs> even if even if this was like on a if it was on a date, maybe. Although again, that's a lot of in her face, but man, at her job? That's I true. Know. It was way after hours. <laughs> it, it was, was way only, after hours. they were the only ones there. Um, and it had been a very long day. And <laughs> I don't know. It, Look, maybe if she had recoiled in disgust, right? No, be more I know, I know, but like you don't put someone in a situation where they that's an option for them. Like, I guess, I guess there look, there's been a lot of dancing around it up to this point. Maybe it's because I know where it winds up. Oh, yeah. Uh, but to me, this this scene uh worked fine. Yeah, it's one of those things too, where it is a it's difficult because yeah, it works in a sitcom, but like no one would ever do that in real sure, life. Yeah. Like you, you know, like that would never happen. But yeah, like that's so a be- very, very good point. You guys are right you because are we're right. making. But you're no, you're right too, JP. Where it's like that is like in you know if it removed from this setting, and even in still in that it is a little weird. But um, yeah, like I, I can't imagine doing that. Like just to be. <laughs> Yeah. Going up to someone and then uh, just going close like talking, a, close talking with them beyond close talking. That was yeah. like that yeah. was like ha- talking turned into intercourse. Right. It was really it would there was there were no mysteries between their body parts. The fact that it was sorry, it was, I think love is beautiful, JP. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I get I I gotta say it, it was though it's like it is the. Okay, now the 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 they fired the starter pistol. Like, right? Okay, well they're building to now it. Now we're gonna do it. We're yeah. gonna do it. We're gonna do the will they won't they? And uh, I am along for the ride, and I don't know which way it's gonna go, guys. I yeah. just don't. I think they do um, a real good job of doing stuff like this, where they kind of they leave it open ended, and it's not they haven't really committed to the will they won't they tension until right now. But they I still feels like how they go on. Like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they certainly they don't they don't drive it home for quite a while still. So that's true. Mm-hmm. That's and true. by drive it home, I mean have sex. Sex, Whoa. yeah. And you see yeah. all of it. Yeah. No, I, I, like <laughs> they moved networks, there's, there's, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I I I I have so many positive things to say about this episode. I was so excited when it came up. I love I love the storyline where where Sean as a kid was a was like such a fan of. Mm-hmm. douchebag bounty hunter and then um learned his own lesson about how that guy's a douchebag but i think we've really buried my favorite part of this which is w earl brown as 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 the the the, the criminal that is the bounty Dwayne tancana um, yeah he's great mm-hmm. that actor is one of my favorite actors of all time the first time he showed up in deadwood yep and it was just like he was so perfect where has this guy been hiding also He's just, as far as I can tell, some sort of Southwestern American. He just like he is like a cowboy. No matter where you put him, it doesn't yeah. matter. He's just got that whole he's got that vibe, vibe and accent going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just I fucking love him so much. And so it, it the episode was. It, I mean, 
I was going to say that maybe that's going to taint my opinion, but then that's balancing out the fact that Kevin Sorbo is in the episode. And well, we don't need to get into it. I do not like Kevin Sorbo. I don't enjoy his existence on this planet Earth, even though Hercules was a very fun show when I was a kid. And um, I, I still think to come out with a positive opinion about it says a lot for the episode itself that, that, yeah. that I'm not going to I'm not even docking at points for the existence of Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> yeah. I will also say, I meant to say this earlier, is that um, the scene where they're in the biker bar, to me, that might genuinely be the most peril that Sean and Gus have ever been in. 100%. Yeah. They're really, there was an anxiety to that scene of just like... Them hanging upside down. Yeah, and even Tankana is like, if you say no, we're going to fucking kill you. Yeah, you will die. (laughs) It's like, whoa, it's really intense really quickly. Yeah, um, it's I like that scene. I think it's funny. You know, obviously, I would have liked if they went the peewee route. But I think that mm-hmm. this scene uh, does work, especially because Sean's classic um, approach. Uh, we see it fail pretty miserably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does not work out like it hasn't in the past. Yeah. It's a good episode. It's a big episode. And we've talked to I mean, we've, we've spent a lot of time discussing these, but it's, you know, from the jump, like I mentioned before with the the music and George, you mentioned with the camera angles, um, you know, you could just tell it's on a grander scale than others. There's a lot happening here with big the, stunt episode. too. Yeah. Big stunt episode. There's a lot of different set pieces, the boat, all that kind Explosion. of stuff. Explosions. So many different. There's car a tr- leaping car leaping. Um other oh, train is there a train no there's a train that comes right into the station it looks like it's going to come out of the screen egg. oh yeah and then it's everybody crazy. everybody watching the show ran away from their tvs it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. directed by die. the lumiere brothers this episode <laughs> <laughs> but they it was really good. only had one thing but they yeah. got the most out of it they had to use it i mean you because people would be pissed if they heard they were directing and like well where's the fucking train you know <laughs> but it but yeah. paid up it paid off. It paid off. And I liked it. I did like this one. It's a, it's a bigger episode. There's a lot going on. Um, a lot of it works. The camp counselor um, side story at, at Henry's house was great. They usually force Henry into these episodes. And I think this one just, it worked well, them forcing him in because they always just wind up at Henry's house for some reason. Um, but I really <laughs> liked it. His contract said so. <laughs> yeah, he has to be in each one. Um, but it was good. It was, it was great. It was definitely not a filler episode and I thought it was entertaining and it, it, it this is one of them that kind of sticks out where I remember the bounty hunter episode. You know, yep. Um, after I was excited it. when this one came on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good one. So what should we Let's, let's gush gush gentlemen. Let's do wow. it. Let's do it. I'll do it. I'll jump in, please. Um, mine is, uh, it's a little bit of a long walk for it and it's kind of a small moment but um early on when sean says to gus someone didn't drink their courageous juice and gus gets like really upset about it but then later when sean goes back for this joke and says to lassie someone didn't drink their grateful juice (laughs) and gus the look on gus's face is so pleased with himself he has like this great smirk on and he's like yeah fucking get his ass <laughs> I, just, I just love oh, it man. so much That's it's so such good. a great little moment um uh it's just classic Dulé hill physical acting bringing so much to every scene even when he's not the one speaking 
Yes. That's a great, that's a great gosh, gosh. Reeves, what do you got? I got, um, I had two of them that I was really going back and forth between, but what I settled on was at the end of the episode when they are, it's, it's Gus is a huge part of it, but it's the whole attache versus briefcase. Yes. Debate. Yes. Yes. And okay. Gus knowing the exact okay, difference. Was, this is was mine too. It's so funny. <laughs> and Lassie calls it a satchel. satchel. They're like, oh, that, that is the better word for it. That is. Yeah. And then Gus Sean's like, oh, that actually sounds pretentious. And then he he's right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, if I walked up to someone and I said, "Can you pass me that attaché?" Yeah. I'd be like, "Oh, that guy's an asshole." <laughs> yep. Here's yeah. your bag, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Take your satchel and get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I was with Reeves. That was mine too. I just found that whole interaction just be like busting a gut laughing at that. It was Good great. App. Good app. Good Gus app. And Gus is not a. I mean, we not a Gus heavy app. I mean, he's not a Gus light app, but just not a. You know, with all on these bigger episodes, I feel like everybody kind of blends in together and has yep. equalish roles mm-hmm. for the most well, part. And that's why everyone should be really excited for the forthcoming uh, Psych the movie three. Mm-hmm. This is Gus. This is Gus. Gus Tanic. That's it, right? <laughs> Gus Tanic. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Gusberg straight ahead. <laughs> What, what, Gusberg? What? I love that. No, that's perfect. I'd watch the fuck out of that. Yeah. Someone please Photoshop me, Gusberg. <laughs> please, please, fans. We need a Gusberg. We absolutely need a photo of a Gusberg. Just be be featured. If you get it to us, uh, we'll feature it with one of our episodes when we post. And also, I think we will all just probably make it some form of our header on uh, on Twitter. We have to. Yeah. Got to get that Gusberg. <laughs> All right, so JP, I sure you have a question for us. I do, did. Y'all spot a pineapple in this episode. I'm going to go ahead and give a big, I didn't. I missed it. I missed it. Now, George, I see you nodding heavily over there. That's a yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you better believe Riggs, it, baby. did you spot a pineapple? I did not spot a pineapple right. on this one. George pulling but ahead. But George continues to be in the lead. George, do you tell everybody where the pineapple was? Sure. When they're at Meadow Parking, they're in the pineapple level. Fuck. True. Really? It's true. Oh. Yep. Yeah. God damn it. Yep, you got it. So is there know, a pineapple scene or is it just mentioned? It's on. It's like it's on, on the, the wall. The column okay. that like you have to be like, oh, yeah, I'm on C7. They're on pineapple. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. That checks out. All right. At least it's there. It's good. George is back in the lead. Back, baby. <laughs> speaking of pineapples, that leaves us with one last thing, and that is our pineapple rankings. Wow. Um, who went first last week? I think it was George. Went first. George I went did. first, and the week before that was Reeves. So, so I'm JP, jump in. Yeah. I'm gonna jump in. Um, there's just there's something great about an episode of Psych coming on, and you immediately, as soon as you realize which episode it is, you get really excited. I loved this one the first time I watched it. I had so much fun with it this time too. I think it's it's a really fun episode. I think it, um, unlike other ones, this one was focused on the, the the story and the plot, and there were just a lot of twists and turns. And my dude from Deadwood all over it. I I, I, I even with Kevin Sorbo ruining everything by his existence. Mm, careful, he's still- a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Sorbo makes you sore, yo. It's <laughs> true. This is true. Um, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw out I I think that this is an eight pineapple episode. I think it's a really good episode. 
Great score. Yeah, I'll go. And um, yeah, just to get, you know, I thought when I was like thinking about what I'm, what I'm going to say on this episode of this recording, I'm like, it'd be funny if I said I was friends with Kevin Sorbo. And then I did say it. So I'd like to officially retract that though. He is a total piece of shit and him, his involvement in this episode is trash, but it's great. I'm going to actually edit this episode and make sure that I cut out all that (laughs) backpedaling. Yep. It's just Reek saying Kevin Sorbo is my friend. (laughs) Yep. Perfect. We make Mr. donations Black. to the same places. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but I loved it. I love this episode. Again, it's, it's, I've, I've said it, it's a, it's a grand episode. And there's th- th- watching this again at such, you know, you know, really paying attention to all these episodes, I'm really noticing that, that there are just like a few different kinds of psych episodes. And this is one where they are really going for it. They bring in the people we've seen before as character actors. It's, you know, a very involved storyline. It's complicated. We know the criminal the whole way, but then there's the twist mm-hmm. where it's someone else that we've also met before that we, you know, there's been some interaction on camera. So we get to know a lot of the different characters here, which I always really like. It does leave a little bit less for everybody else, but I'm fine with that on this kind of episode, especially when it works well. And I think it did. Um, so I'm going to go. Hmm. I was going to go with nine, but I am going to deduct half a pineapple just to show my disdain for one Kevin Sorbo. So it goes yeah. eight Fuck and a half guy. pineapples. <laughs> yeah, he is well, Kevin Sorbo is my best friend. So, wow. <laughs> Oh no. Is your best friend? Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm just friends just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. I also agree that he's a piece of shit, but is Kevin Sorbo's um, wedding the one that you're missing and that's why you descended <laughs> a fat head. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I, I really think this episode is great. Um, I laugh a lot. I cried. I cried out so many <laughs> tears when Juliet fucked up. No, um, but I just, <laughs> they're like, there are, oh, hello, Gunter. Welcome. Oh, gee, man. Um, oh, he's all fuzzed out. Oh, he sure is. Background. So background. <laughs> oh, buddy. It's yeah, it's funny. They're, the drama moments work. There's these big stunt moments. The peril feels real. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone gets to be funny and and everyone's involved except for the chief doesn't really get to show up yeah but but everything else i think was really just firing on uh, on all the old cylinders uh you know i i like this one a lot it is one that sticks in my memory even the the flashback like this sean and gus admire bounty hunters doesn't feel like it would be an episode that sticks in your memory but it is this is it definitely is. one that i remember yeah um, and I think that uh, everyone is involved in making that the case. And uh, above all, we have to thank Gord Delbecchio. Gord Delbecchio. Hey, I'm, I'm walking here. I did it. In the, in the, in the words you of my friend. Say the name. Uh, you have to say the in, name. In the, fr- in the words of, in the words of my friend, uh, Uncle Howard, Gord Delbecchio is all like, hey, I'm a New Yorker here. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crazy Uncle Howard. Um, so... Uh, with that being said, I'm going to switch switch up the old reputation here, and I'm going to give this one a nine. Wow. Nine wow. George with the Big. highest score. Big. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, wow. That's, that says something. Now, he traded in his um, leather jacket for a sweater vest. <laughs> I see. He's the good boy of the podcast now. Wow. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, now it's my turn to be the bad guy. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going down to four. No, I, <laughs> I totally agree. Good impression of me. <laughs> <laughs> um 
No, I got to say, I, George, you mentioned something and you brought it up again. And when you were talking about it, I do think this was a big budget episode. They did stunts. There was the the mm-hmm. explosion. There's jumping off of the boat. There was that train that headed into the movie theater. <laughs> I, so I just scary. It was so scary. I, I do. I think uh, I think they actually get a bump up. I, I do think they it's not just a well-written episode. It was just they they, they put a lot into this episode and mm-hmm. they deserve full credit. So you know what? I'm going to bump up eight and a half pineapples. Wow. Nice. Great scores all around. Yeah. With great scores. Very high scoring episode. Yeah. It was a, this was a good one. Pleasure to watch. I'll, I'll, I'm sure we'll all be rewatching it at some point. Let us know what you think. George, you want to let them know where they can tell us what they think? You know, I do. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Heard about Pluto Pod on Gmail. Heard Pluto Pod on Twitter. Please talk to me. I'm so lonely. So yeah. it's very it's it's a sad state of affairs. We got just just say anything, please. It doesn't even have to be about psych. Every day, Regs and JP come in and find me just sitting in the mailroom with yeah. nothing, so just sitting on the floor. It's so sad. Please interact with George. You think he'll come today? I'm like George. They're not going to send like letters and stuff. Like, and we try to tell them, but yeah. why did we? Why did we build out an office space that's only one office and then a giant mailroom? It was. The mail shoot thought, is cool. We thought there was going to be so much mail. Yeah, we were very optimistic about what this was going to be. Uh, our investors are not happy with that choice. It's great. Right? Well, we're underwater. But with they got the money space. coming yeah. in. So. Yeah, it's it's not great. But either way, you know, tune in to send us mail. Send us your email. Send us your tweets. Let us know what you thought of the episode. And tune in next week to season two, episode 10. We will see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thank you.